0: I told you last week we'd be back, and we're back with Inside Middle Tennessee. And the weather is considerably better, by the the way.
1: Groundhog is pronounced
0: Uh, Sheila. Find your microphone. Oh well, it works better that way.
1: (laughs) They they had the groundhog on television, and we're gonna have an early spring.
0: Let's hope.
1: You know, I'm fiddle. sure he checked in with the National
0: Weather Bureau. I would say pretty well, particularly after last week. <laughs> or, no, the last couple of weeks with all of that cold. All right, folks, let me in- introduce the players. I'm Jim Ross, we've got Delk. Kennedy, owner-operator on the board. Thank Good goodness. Good morning, Jim. Thank goodness. Representative Scott Sipiki. Good morning, everybody. back after an extended absence
2: of one week. <laughs> well, I, you know, uh, they have Punxsutawney Phil, we have Murray County Mike, it's the local skunk running around, it's dodging all the traffic. Yeah. <laughs> it is skunk season in, in Murray County folks. Well,
0: what about Pothole Pete? I mean there's plenty of those out there too. That'll stop we are filling rains. those
2: in though slowly, you know.
0: Carter's
3: got... Creek is uh better now. <laughs> yeah,
1: well, much they, better. Yeah. they filled the holes but the first time it rains they'll wash out again. <laughs> yeah,
0: all over again. And the dynamic duo of Sheila Hickman and Sarah Elizabeth Hickman mcleod Good morning. Morning. So folks, a lot going on. You know. There is. I think. I think you've got the First Fridays thing. Uh, The First
3: Friday thing, some of the rundown of First Fridays. um, um, It is First Friday, so everything downtown will be open extended hours. Um,. There's going to be music and food trucks, um, all kinds of stuff. Uh, Baxter's Mercantile will be celebrating their four year anniversary oh. and they're on South Garden Street. Um, I had no idea it's been that long. I know that's awesome for them.
1: That's how I fast uh, the time
3: goes. Um, and then, um, West Six, they have the West Six Street stroll with Mary Alliance strolling on the sixth block. Excuse me i made up my own name um <laughs> well what
0: else is new what
3: else is new um the watershed theater is doing robin hood and friends i think that would be wonderful to see
0: that'd be wonderful to take ellie too yeah yeah,
3: like yeah she would like that She like
1: well she we've carried her to see cats and the uh, Yeah, you know, she loves that stuff
3: um it's written Good. by our um it's a new adaptation written by our very own beverly mitchell that lives oh. here in columbia be a talented um, person. there's the daddy daughter dance at the children's museum, that's always a wonderful tradition. Um, there is a wait list though for that, and then Hattie James. Isn't is it gonna, nice
0: that thing is sold out? I know, a that is awesome. isn't, that,
3: isn't that good news?
1: Yes, wait, you list.
0: know. And
3: Sunday from ten to two, it's National Ice Cream for Breakfast Day. And oh darn! I
0: thought that was at, about two hundred and seventy out of three hundred and sixty uh, days a year
3: at Hattie Jane's, and you can get fifteen percent off if you wear your jammies to town. <laughs> I'm um, I, have, um, <laughs>
0: I know. I just. I don't think so. <laughs> uh,
3: but um, and then there's live entertainment all throughout the town, and then um, so a lot of things going on.
0: Good. Well, we've, uh, we've got some special guests with us because there's going to be another thing that's going to be going on in a couple of weeks, and we've got Rod and Amanda Taylor with us, and they're from Harvest Share, and other than that, I'm not going to say a word. I'm going to let you tell about what all y'all got going on, Rod.
4: Thank you, Jim. Uh, good morning, everyone. Appreciate it. Happy Groundhog's Day, and hopefully we do have an early spring, so that's uh, that's going to be fun. Uh, we are uh, celebrating our 13th annual uh, Soup and Bowl this is our 14th year of it, but obviously COVID knocked one of those out, so this is actually our 13th annual to actually have it. Uh, this year we will be moving our location uh, from the Memorial Building downtown out to the National Guard Armory, uh, out on James Campbell Boulevard, right there at the corner of Industrial uh, Parkway and James Campbell Boulevard, 844 North James Campbell Boulevard to be exact. That will be from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. on Saturday, February 10th. We do that the Saturday before the Super Bowl. I'm probably not allowed to say that on radio, but uh, the big game, <laughs> I guess. So, um, so yeah, we will be having a live auction and a silent auction. The, the silent auction will start at 11 a.m. and run until 1.30 p.m. Uh, the live auction will run from... Uh, I have that in front of me somewhere. Uh, That is uh, from 12 to 1.30 will be the live auction. And EA Auctions will be doing that for us out there at the National Guard Armory. We'll have uh, 15 local soups for the uh, uh, best soup and Murray County contest uh, of our local restaurants here in town, in the county. And, uh, you know, if
0: Scott be... brings his boys, you'll be wiped out. <laughs>
4: <laughs> That's all right. We'll He's done
0: a... a number on Rotary Pancake Day already. We <laughs> have, li- have a
4: lifetime ban. Yeah, as I say, he just took all their profits. <laughs> <laughs> well, we do charge the tickets for admission. We do not t- charge tickets for the soup. Uh, the tickets are uh, $10 per adult and $5 per child, uh, ages 5 to 10. That includes uh, soup Drink and a dessert uh, with that uh, fee to get in. Um, we also will have again the silent auction, live auction. We have several items last year. I think we had thirty-five, thirty-six items on the live auction, and then several more on the silent auction. And again, all proceeds go to benefit Harvest Share and uh, helping out the uh, people in need of, of Murray County. And we do um, probably somewhere between two and three hundred people a month where we assist them with their uh, with food needs. Uh, also, we have in. Um, started a new part of our uh, Harvest Share is called the Paw Pantry. Um, Jim is familiar. Robin Coyer, she's mm-hmm. uh, the one that runs that for us and heads that up for us. Where we're you know helping out with the people that are in need of food, also in need for their pet foods, dogs and cats. Um, so when you do good. come in to visit us um, at 419 West 9th Street here in Columbia, uh, we'll also have not only human food, we will have pet food, pet food <laughs> to uh, help you out. So we definitely. Especially, again, like we were talking about earlier before we went on the show about the cold weather and how, you know, that's always tough on people, but it's also tough, very tough on pets, too. Mm-hmm. So we want to make sure we're helping assist that, that need, too, so they don't have to surrender, voluntary surrender their animals or involuntary surrender their animals. Um, Rod, right in the past, uh, when you attend that event and
0: get the soups, they give you a pretty good bowl, I think, that a lot of people take want up taking home.
4: <laughs> they do. Uh, it is, it's a very nice bowl that you get. Um, and then, again, you get one bowl that you can take with you, but there are multiple. We use uh, multiple bowls where you can taste multiple soups, so you don't have to just eat one soup. And uh, so you can enjoy all the different ones, and then obviously we'll have an opportunity to vote. Uh, we'll have things on the table where you can vote for your favorite soup in Murray County. And again, last year it was a very, very good uh, turnout, and we we did a very good job raising several thousand dollars to again help the Harvest Share with um, our our mission here. Do y'all know what kind of soups y'all are gonna have?
3: Or did they tell y'all beforehand?
4: We we do get a few of them. I don't want to go through the list yet because I don't have a full list, but we do have a pretty good knowledge. We will have hopefully that updated maybe on our Facebook page. Um, next, and and but, when you and, come okay. back next week. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah we'll, and we will be back next year. Thank <laughs> that you That is your much. homework assignment. So, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah.
0: We give homework assignments here. <laughs> and,
4: yeah, and hopefully we will have all that uh, information by next Wednesday. Also, some of our sponsors, I was going to speak some of them, but I don't have a full list, so I don't want to offend or uh, upset anybody. So hopefully when we do come back, we can get that. We will obviously have a uh, brochure printed with all the soups prior to the auction and, and everything getting started and all of our giveaways and our donors. So, again, appreciate that. Um, this year for the Paul Pantry, as I mentioned, the new New Paul Pantry, we're going to be doing a bake sale. So we've not only had soup donated by our local businesses and local restaurants, we've also had uh, baked good items donated um, to us for to sell off and and to be able to help. That funds will go directly to the Paul Pantry and help them with their mission. Again, the Paul Pantry is located inside of Harvest Share, but really kind of two separate entities mm-hmm. just trying to work and uh, share some of the cost and uh, and resources to assist uh, Murray County residents.
3: Have y'all seen an increase in the Paul Pantry? Need.
4: We have. That's a great question. And we have. And, and I think that's uh, Robin. You know, she's seen the need and mm-hmm. seen a lot of people uh, reaching out to other organizations, other agencies, trying to, you know, trying to get help with their pet food. So she, she put this together and it's been very successful. And we've had a tremendous amount of support, um, not, you know, just. Outpouring support of dog food and, and cat food for the for animals. We even had during the cold weather, we had several um, beds, pet beds that were donated. That were oh, oh, that's yeah, awesome. There. Yeah, I was yeah, going to yeah, ask if, so. if y'all take leashes and necklaces and, and that yeah, kind of sure. stuff. Yes, ma'am. Okay. So that's I cool to know. Appreciate that, that very much. So, yeah, there will be, like I said, there will be the bake sale for them um, and yeah, just some of the other things, real quick. Uh, Soups, again, there's 15 soups, uh, live auction, silent auction, And again, hopefully the weather will be uh, cooperative. the The National Guard Armory has that large indoor down there. If we get a nice day, maybe it will open up the door and get some fresh air and some sunshine in there. If we can get a good day on the
0: yeah. February tenth, let's hope nice. we can. Now, can you uh, get tickets ahead of time, or are they all at the door?
4: No, no sir. Great question, Jim. Uh, we do have we actually have some with us today. So if you guys want any, we we can help you hook you up with that. But uh, you can either purchase them at uh, stop stopping by the Harvest Share and pick them up there Uh, they are again they're ten dollars for adult and that address is um, 419 west ninth street here in columbia to pick up the tickets five dollars again for children Uh, you also can reach out to the harvest share phone number which is uh, 931-381-4285 you may get a voice message but if you leave a message for us we can get back to you and then we can get you set up with tickets and then they will be available at the door okay good deal good deal
0: Well, one thing to you know we can't emphasize enough, simply because we're all creatures of habit, is that it is being moved. It is not going to be at the Memorial Building, not the Memorial Building, folks. <laughs> Do not show up at the Memorial Building. I don't, can't say it enough. You might
3: need to put a sign on that <laughs> oh, yeah. door.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> not <laughs> here,
3: not here.
0: Now, the the great thing about it, uh, moving it where you're moving it with the National Guard Armory, is that everybody knows where that is. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so. there's
3: a little, probably a little bit more room for tables and and to move around a little bit because that's a big facility. It
0: is. Well, certainly mm-hmm. a better parking lot.
4: Yes, <laughs> <laughs> by far. Also having the silent auction and live auction on the same floor. You know, last and you yes. know, in the past we've had the silent auction upstairs. Uh-huh. Kind of limits us a little bit on the uh, you know people making it up there and everything. So all having it out there on one floor will be awesome. And again, the guys have been great to work with out there and, and helping us out. Memorial Building is a is an awesome historical building downtown but again it is limited in parking and limited on uh, how we can set up our our auction so we'll see how it goes but definitely a memorial building uh, moving out to the national guard armory so it's good deal all right folks
0: i tell you what Del. why don't we go ahead and and kind of speed up the break a little bit because we're almost there anyway and we will take a break and we'll be right back with inside middle tennessee
1: this is
3: Sarah Elizabeth, and yeah. this, this is and Sarah Sarah. Front Porch Radio in Columbia, Tennessee, 101.7 WKOM. <laughs>
5: Attention, Middle Tennessee. Ready to unlock the secret to faster, easier weight loss? Introducing the revolutionary weight loss injection that's changing lives. Now at the Dr. Gill Center, shedding those extra pounds has never been simpler. It's quick, it's effective, and it's here to help you. Imagine stepping into a slimmer, healthier you. Our experienced team is here to guide you every step of the way, ensuring you achieve your weight loss goal. The Dr. Gill Center is looking for 10 people who have more than 15 pounds to lose in the next 30 days. Call 615-882-4838 today and start your journey to a new you.
0: Here we go, folks. We're back with inside (laughs) Middle Tennessee and a very interesting (laughs) off the air conversation. But that's just kind of the way things go, folks. We've got a little history going on in Murray County, or is it
1: changed? Sarah Elizabeth was preoccupied, so she gave me the assignment, and since. February is the month of presidents. I'm going to talk a little, busy, a little bit about about the president. You know what? That
2: never worked with me in high school. <laughs> what? Uh, uh, Mrs. Hickman, I'm preoccupied, so I'm not going to do my homework.
1: (laughs) I'll say, (laughs) you don't want me to call your mother, do
3: you?
2: (laughs) That's all I
1: had to do. Because my father would be
3: waiting for me. Uh, Although she did call, or sidetracking, of course. she She did call one of my classmates' parents about her brother not Mm -hmm. doing something and the girl threatened to beat me up in middle school (laughs) if my mother called again i hope you're listening whoever you are you know who you are
2: (laughs) you know the worst thing it wasn't it it, it was the 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 note that i had to give to my mother oh but that wasn't the worst part it was when your father gets home go to your room i'm going to talk to your father first. (laughs) oh
3: or if eddie hickman found out before i got home Oh.
2: Oh.
3: Yeah. oh, he'd be sitting there, and you're like, we call hello.
2: Those, we call those the good old days.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. they were. We had to come to Jesus.
0: Eddie <laughs> wouldn't have to say anything. He'd just look at you.
3: Oh, me. The fear of God. <laughs> you were going to meet your mother.
2: Unfortunately, brother. in my family, actions did speak louder than words. <laughs> tis,
1: tis. Well, we are from the old school. There's just no doubt about we it. We and digress. We digress, as di- always. Well, anyway. uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about the presidents and the connection with Murray County. And we know about Jackson and Polk, but we also have a connection with Van Buren and with Taft. And, of course, Andrew Johnson was here, we think. That's kind of a, a... Dubious fact because nobody seems to be able to document it. It, it seems that he was apprenticed to a tailor and he worked on the square, but nobody has real. Knowledge of
0: it. Hard
1: proof. Uh-uh. And Jill, in one of her articles, said she looked everywhere, and, and uh, she got letters from people that said he never was here in the first place. So if she couldn't figure it out, I don't guess we can figure it out either. But uh, I want to talk a little bit about uh, Van Buren coming here. Uh, and He came in 1840. Now, you remember, this is all before the war. And, and he came— He'd been out of the White House for over a year, and he came to visit Polk because Polk had been his friend. Now we don't see mm-hmm. those kind of connections when we study American history. We, no. don't, we don't realize that they, they had a um, friendship amongst them. But anyway, he stayed at the Old Eagle Hotel. Now think about this, which was on the east side of South Main Street near Eighth Street. Um, I'm I'm thinking. Yeah. It'll be (laughs) down there in the bottom. I mean, down there where the South Main, what little's left of it, of South Main. used to be
0: an ice plant down there. Yeah. Right there on that corner.
1: Yeah. It says, this hotel was later destroyed by fire. Great crowds came to meet him, and a group escorted him into town. I guess they got out all the uh, horses and buggies and surreys and whatever they had, and they shepherded him into town.
0: The uh, town's only two hundred yards away.
1: <laughs> I
3: know, I know <laughs> if it's but it's that far. If
1: uh, you get, yeah, it's hard for
3: us because town just continues. But yeah. it at it one time just it just stopped, and then it became. Wilderness.
1: Yeah.
3: Well, it's hard.
1: Out, outside. But great crowds came to, to hear him and he was such a popular person. Now, I don't know a lot about Van Buren, but I'm now, I've got to figure out what I don't know because I want to find <laughs> out why they were so carried away with him. But, uh, um, Van Buren's appearance surprised people because they had heard that he was quite a dandy, that he dressed and he was kind of cute, and they found him... Not to be what his reputation had preceded him, <laughs> he was dressed very plainly, uh, he was affable and friendly, and shook hands with all the people, and went amongst the crowd, remember when the people could do that without getting shot and and hundreds of people heard a very different person than they were anticipating, and they decided that he had been greatly misrepresented. Misrepresented, and then when Pope was a uh, uh, his term was over, we know he came to town, and that's a whole other story. But this this one is a might. It is thought that James Abram Garfield might have been in Columbia during the war. He was a colonel in the Forty Second Ohio Volunteers. He fought at Shiloh. And he was a descendant of General Nathaniel Green. And we know he mm-hmm. was paid with 25,000 acres, acres of Murray County. Andrew Johnson, then the military governor, had come when when he was the principal speaker at a large meeting here in an effort to reestablish civil government in the county. I remember... After Lincoln was assassinated, Andrew Johnson becomes the first vice president to move into the presidency. And, and, and this was a time when our country was war torn and worn out with war, and everybody was in such a state that nothing progressed very well. I read something this week that said in 1917. They decided they'd fly the American flag over the courthouse. It was the first time they'd done that since the war.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Here in Murray County, really, it doesn't surprise me.
1: Yes, that's right. We we remember there was a war, but although they've come here for for uh, visits and so on, but this is this is. Really, a tale I love to tell. Although the majority of the presidents have come here before they were president or after they were out of office, Taft is a notable exception. he He, although his visit to the county was literally a whirlwind visit, he did come. Taft had read of the famous goose hunts, duck hunts, on the Duck River. And, and uh, the John W. Jackson, a noted sportsman, we know who the Jacksons were, and Columbia Postmaster made arrangements for him to come and go on one of these big hunts. And they got really busy building boats so that they could be ready when he came. Taft was a big man, and they had to have a special boat so that he could get in it. And I guess not tip over into the Duck River. Apparently.
0: You know, if I remember right, too, on a side note to that, they had to have a, a special
1: bathtub yeah. in the White House they did. They, yeah, did. they did. Yeah. They did. Because of that. And this is the sad part of the story. When Taft arrived in Columbia, there was an urgent message waiting on him. He returned to Washington immediately. And the boat that they built for Taft, Sat there in the Duck River and disintegrated for years, and people <laughs> remembered seeing the boat specially made for Taft, who never got to ride in it.
0: Too bad that we didn't have a photograph of that. I know.
1: It. Isn't that something? Yeah. I love that story.
0: You know, I'd like to see how, how, <laughs> how wide. not how long it was, how wide it was. And, yeah. and
1: did, they, did they send to Washington and say, would you send your measurements so we, <laughs> <laughs> so we will know how wide to make this so you can sit down? But that's the sad, sad part. But I, I can't you just say, and I'm sure there was more than one boat manufactured for that. Can't you just see him sitting over there on the edge of the river somewhere and people saying, well, there we go again. There went our taxes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: do we know how big Taft was? I mean, was he I like 6'2 and 330 uh, yeah, or something? Old, I don't know. Thing?
1: I didn't look it up, but he was a sizable person. So, And that's just a little minutia about something you, that... I'm going to ask uh, Sarah Jim Lambert, and you, do what? y'all remember when Lyndon
3: Johnson came. Oh, yes,
0: yeah. yeah. Delt does too. I know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I think we were. I think I was eleven. Delt may have been ten. Yeah. Something was, like that. Was it that about right? It uh, was during something it, like that.
1: Well, I was in college, but I was home for spring break. Yeah, and and it was all a Twitter. Everybody. Yeah, but well, we went. We went. You could just go out yeah. there. We 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 had a good. I don't think well, I guess we were standing, but yeah, we I remember it well.
0: Well, you know, and Lady Bird played a big part. You know, she in was that. the
1: one who was really invited.
0: Yeah, and then he decided
1: he'd come too.
3: Yeah, she just brought him along. Yeah,
1: him for, <laughs> he came along for the ride. And he stopped it and got
3: ice cream at Dairy, Dairy Queen, Queen yeah. which is now the Fuzzy Duck Liquor
1: Store. Store. Yeah. yeah.
3: Okay, Taft was a big guy. He was a heavyweight wrestling champion at Yale. For starters, he stood at six feet tall and weighed 243 pounds when he graduated from college. And then he got, he was 330 pounds as president.
0: Ooh, I'm a six-footer. <laughs>
1: That's a lot of man right there now. That was a big boat, wasn't it? That was a big
0: boat. Well, and you think about that because back then, because uh, we always look at like Civil War uniforms and remark on how small everybody was. And have a guy as tall as Abe Lincoln or as big as Taft is just highly unusual. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it just didn't happen.
1: No. No, people were just... They didn't have the same health care we have. They didn't have the same diets and the good food that we have, and we could take a vitamin pill. They just were little little people.
0: Well, the other thing they didn't have, Sheila, which really helped on the growth end of it, they didn't have the medicine we have. No. No. You know, It used no. to be, I mean, if you were a child and you got sick, you may stay sick for a month and a half. Yeah. yeah. Here nowadays, they'll give you antibiotics, and two days later, you're back there yeah. romping on the playground again. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and that growth spurt is just con- continu- continuing right on. Yes. So, anyway, so that's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, but I love that about the boats. I, by the way, stuff that was the most interesting. I want to see a
0: picture of one.
1: I don't. I don't know that we've got
0: one. Well, folks, we got about another five minutes left in the segment. Well, Scott, is there anything going on in the sports world at all?
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> there is, but I don't know if we can get through it in five minutes. Let we try? Well, it doesn't matter we can we can bleed over into the next top, segment top too. So fast. So fast. Can
3: you talk fast?
2: <laughs> I need Eddie Able's for that.
3: Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. Um, there is some interesting matchups coming up in this in the small class boys Tennessee rankings. Columbia Academy comes in at number 3 at 18 and 4 and Santa Fe at a scorching 18 and 1. 18-1 yeah. at Santa Fe. But the big one is on Tuesday of this coming week, BGA travels to Columbia Academy. BGA number one. There so you go. So number one versus number three on Tuesday. Very good matchup there. And then on the ladies' side, uh, get this, Loretto at number two. Go figure this. Loretto at number two at 19-1. and one. Yeah. They just beat Mount Pleasant 65-7. to seven. <laughs> <laughs> And they're number two. York Institute is 15 and 5 at number 1. Go figure that one. <laughs> Wayne County at number 3 at 17 and 3 Summertown Girls continue that legacy of just being good good basketball. That whole Southern Middle Tennessee is yeah. big in girls basketball. Yeah. 18 and 5 and then Moore County is in number 8 at 17 and 6. So a lot of uh, local girls teams ranked uh playing very well and then in the uh, in the basketball game I went to with Columbia Central and Spring Hill. Uh, congratulations to Columbia Central for doubling up Spring Hill in both the girls and the boys game. Uh, girls game was incredible.
3: Oh, it was, it was awesome. Incredible overtime it was game. Awesome.
2: But uh, Columbia Central just had too much for the Spring Hill boys. So there you go. And the Columbia girls are doing really well this year, are they not?
3: Yeah.
1: They are. Yeah. They are. Um, and their, their coach was my student when when I was teaching at Cox. Which. Megan. The girls' coach, Megan Adams, Megan and Moore. Moore. I can either do your married name or your, or your, uh, your previous maiden maiden. Well, did name. you have did you have, did
0: you have the Whitthorn boys' coach
3: too? I think Daddy did. Jeremy. Daddy did. Jeremy Brown. Uh, Jeremy Brown. Daddy
1: had Jeremy Brown at Whitthorn. Jeremy. I think. I remember the little Adams girl. She was. In my little bitty girl in my eighth grade class.
0: My daughter was playing about that time around then. And I uh-huh. remember, of course, I st- stuck around and shot the um, photography, shot the boys game, too. And boy, Jeremy Brown turned into
2: a top-notch point guard. I mean, he was good.
1: I have to see if I know him.
2: And then in men's basketball, uh, the uh, the tournament this year looking to be very interesting because Mm -hmm. the top twenty five ranges from two losses to to six losses. That's it. Yeah, very 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 tight this year. Not not those teams that are pulling away from everybody else, but you're looking from at UConn at number one at eighteen and two, down to Auburn who's number sixteen at sixteen and four, Utah State at eighteen and two. There's a lot of parity right now in college basketball. So this tournament coming up could be one where you're throwing your, your, your bracket against a wall in the first day.
5: <laughs> yeah. so, well, Scott, I'll tell you but, how
2: much. But, but this will be always sponsored by uh, Kennedy uh, Gaming and Booking. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, and no. Ellie the, the place, Greek
3: will make the if, predictions if, if you
2: need to place a bet, come over here on West 7th no, and see Delk Kennedy.
5: Delk the Greek.
2: Never no, <laughs> see Drake about that.
0: Oh, oh. <laughs> Well, folks, I'll tell you last this past Wednesday, uh, Tennessee laid an egg at home.
2: It happens, and it it yeah. does happen. And they were flat, and they still only lost by four. If you you're know? gonna if you're gonna have a bad game, have it in a regular season. Don't have it in the tournament. Yeah, yeah. Don't have it in the tournament.
0: Well, I tell you how you were talking about parity. I'll tell you how much parity there is going into this week on the top ten in the AP poll. These guys were, were the all talking about all the top 10, they were 12 and 27 on the road against unranked
2: opponents. Yeah, there's a, it's just parody. It's what's happened to college. Uh, well, same thing, what's happening to college football mm-hmm. is these players are moving around so much. It's, it's just it's hard to build a program that you can be dominant in, and so it's just leveling out the playing field. and It comes down to very simply how much money you have. Yeah. Yeah. How much money do you have? And, and we're seeing that right now playing out in Tennessee with the NCAA. Yeah. So. yeah, true. All right, folks, we need
0: to take a break. I tell you what, we'll be right back in a minute with Inside Middle Tennessee. This is Coach Trader's dog from Columbia Central High School football. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Hey everybody, this is Johnny with Rubik's Groove and you are listening to WKOM 101.7
2: FM.
5: have you noticed bad behavior has become normalized at interscholastic athletic events some fans seem angry they lack civility toward one another some even get aggressive and unruly time out what is going on this has to stop let's not forget school sports aren't just about winning and they're definitely not an excuse to take your frustrations out on the official or the opponent They're about teaching lessons, like perseverance, respect, and empathy, so students can learn and grow as people, not just as players. We all have a role to play in setting a good example for our students and teaching them these important values. So fans, it's time to step up your game and behave positively at Interscholastic Athletic Events in Tennessee.
4: This message presented by the TSSAA and the Tennessee Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association.
1: Hi, I'm
6: Kurt Green and I'm with 7th Element and we're going to be in the Columbia area at Columbia State Community College at the Cherry Theater, February 24th. That's Saturday, February 24th. And we would love for you to be there. You can get your tickets on Eventbrite and just look for 7th Element and Friends. Concert's going to be at 6 p.m., 6 p.m. And you can find us at 7thelement.com, 7thelement.com.
0: All right, folks. We're back with Inside Middle Tennessee. Scott, he' been busy lately, at all. he have <laughs> been, been in a lot anything? of meetings. Oh, Yeah, <laughs> been sitting,
1: sitting on your hands, uh, <laughs> wishing for something to do.
2: Hold on one second. Yeah, let me uh, tell you. On the on Monday, one, two, three,
0: four, five, six, he's got a couple five, of draft five, horses at home. He has to feed though.
2: <laughs> on Monday, I had fifteen meetings. Is that
0: oh
3: mercy. Do you have time minutes. to eat? Do you have time? No, I don't eat. You don't eat.
2: Eating's overrated. <laughs> <laughs> what about Zoom? <laughs> Sixteen on Tuesday. Wow! Yeah. Are they all? Are these are all face to face?
3: Are, they, are mm-hmm. they thirty minutes, forty-five min- hours? Uh,
2: between fifteen and thirty minutes.
3: <laughs> that's a lot.
2: Yeah, and I had a light day on Wednesday, but I had four committees. Um, we had thirteen on Wednesday. And as an education chairman, everything everything in education comes across my desk. Yeah. And so everybody wants to talk to you about every piece of legislation that they have. Uh, and we just got done with our bill filing deadline. I think the number was I want to say it was like seventeen I think we filed seventeen hundred bills.
3: My That's a lot.
2: So um, So I will... what's
3: the what's the probability of all of them getting passed?
2: Not good. Okay,
3: <laughs> Not good. I, I, I didn't know what you know, like Not maybe good. like hundred. Um, so
2: one one of the th- well, I'll, I should speak. I should speak for education because that's, yes, that's my
3: yes. Case. Well, that's your wheelhouse
2: in, in education. Uh, one of the things that we've looked at and uh, going since I've been up there in the General Assembly is if something new is going to go into education, it either has to be about creating more time for education for teaching the kids. Or streamlining a process, right? Or trying to take something that we know works and replace that with something that's not being effective. So we're not adding to. We're trying to either reduce, streamline, to create more time in the classroom for our teachers to do that wonderful thing they all went to school to do was, Ms. Hickman, Teach. Bingo! There you go. Give her a bell. <laughs> <laughs> I don't
5: know
2: where our bell <laughs> and So and so, um, we have a lot of bills that have been filed in education this year. A lot of things that are are well-meaning, right? Uh, yeah. I'll give you an example, and uh, we talked about it off the air. Um, there's a bill out there to require every child in K through eight to receive gun safety training. Okay. Now, I don't have a problem with that. But I do have a problem with that during the classroom instruction time because we need our teachers teaching our kids their standards on how to read, write, and do math as much as we possibly can. Now, if, if we want to shift that to an after-school program that Sheriff Rowland and his staff, the SROs, want to put on for kids to teach them, hey, if you find a gun, here's what you do, or, or don't pick up a gun. you know, And just teach them about some basic gun safety uh-huh. and make it an opt-in by the parents not a problem. You're not disrupting my educational time during those six and a half hours of golden opportunity we have every year to Miss Hickman. Do what?
1: Teach. Bingo. <laughs> <Give> another <laughs> bell.
2: And now, Scott, I'll share with you quickly though.
6: When I went to Columbia Military Academy, which previously that's what CA uh-huh. was used to be, uh, we had mandatory um, range training and gun safety training. I think it was two or three hours a week. Uh, retired Army Sergeant mm-hmm. taught it. Um, I'm not sure that translates well to a public school setting, though. But it was a
2: great thing for me. I've been a hunter all oh, my yeah. life, and um, well, it's kind of been a function of the school, yeah. right? Columbia, Columbia yeah, Military yeah, Academy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So but they were I, they I were mean, training you to be soldiers.
6: For, yeah, well, for me, it was great, right. Right? and it, I kept those habits, those gun safety habits, you know, my entire life of hunting. But yeah. I'm not sure that translates to a public school
2: setting. As well. long as you do it as an after-school yeah. opt-in thing then it's not a problem because you know sheriff roland can come over and talk to the kids because if you see sheriff if you see our sheriff he looks like a sheriff oh he does does. yes he does and so when bucky comes in the kids are gonna go oh it's the sheriff right (laughs) and then he can talk to the kids about gun safety the sro can be there hey if you ever have an issue in school or something or you find a gun Go find your SRO agent, or the or, our or, or teacher. Then their teacher. You or can our right. Administrator, yeah. So that the object, what we're trying to do in education, is to get more time for our teachers to teach. teach. Thank you very much.
1: <laughs> there you go.
2: And so um, anyway, so we have uh, a seventeen hundred bills that are filed. We'll start combing through these, looking for the good ideas. Um, it'll be a process where it'll it'll start to trickle. I've already run three bills th- th- this week and and had them all passed. They're moving along just fine. Uh, I have the one bill our very own Chandler Anderson, yeah, uh, brought to my attention about two years ago about the assaults that are taking place in our in our healthcare facilities on our now, healthcare. Folks, workers. Chandler Anderson owns a, a urgent care urgent clinic. care and and you know Doctor Ch- I guess he's Doctor Cheney Martin Cheney
3: yeah oh yeah yeah, not, oh, to, yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, you know they were talking to me about you know the additional security with the dogs now they have at Murray Regional to try to get people to realize calm down right and so we're gonna run a bill that says hey if you if you commit an assault or an aggravated assault in a healthcare facility, there'll be an escalation in that. don't do it. These people are here to help you. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that bill is moving, moving fine. Uh, it'll be going to finance for the final stop and then to the House floor for a vote this year. The other bill is the math bill about how we're going to start to build the instruction for math and, and the professional development for our teachers and start to really look at math and how we deliver it to our kids and so that our teachers can spend more time.
1: Teaching. There you go. We added ING to that one. I I changed it to a JRA. Good job. (laughs) Uh,
2: And then uh, the other bill I ran was on um, artificial intelligence, of trying to get a handle on that in our colleges and universities and requiring our districts and our colleges and universities to come up with a plan on how professors or teachers, administrators, and students will be allowed and not allowed to use artificial intelligence and be flexible enough as as the technology evolves to to amend their plans accordingly to meet up with that ever-increasing, ever-changing technology that is just incredible, incredible. Mm -hmm. Uh, We put a bill on notice next week for Murray County. Uh, It is the real estate transfer tax bill. Uh, It directs whatever... Uh, real estate transfer tax is collected when you buy a house or you uh, sell a house or uh, any kind of real estate transaction, Murray County sends a certain amount of money, well, sends all that money up, up to Nashville right now. We use it in our general fund. We're asking to take 50% of that and send it back to the county to be used for school maintenance, school capital, or school debt. Oh, that's good. Okay. Uh, Murray County, it might be roughly, I think the last time I checked, maybe 4 to $5 million Coming back, but that is non-recurring money. It comes back. Say like forty-five million. They didn't have before, exactly. And then we can start to whack away at this list of all of our deferred maintenance in our schools.
1: That would be a step in the right direction. It's a
2: great step in the right direction. The only problem is it has a hundred and sixty million dollar fiscal note. So it's going to be. We're going to have to try to. Get that one through finance. It's going to be very, very difficult with, with our budget the way it's, 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 it's coming out this year. But we'll keep pushing and we'll keep fighting for it. Uh, and then the other bill, uh, just some other bills we're putting on those, but there are some bills that are going through. Um, we're working on a fire alarm bill to identify how we, how we do fire alarms. Everybody right now, if I, if I say this, if you're in school and the fire alarm goes off, here's the thing. Everybody stands up. Everybody gets in line. Everybody, The first kid is a leader, they walk out the door, and the teacher makes sure they're the last one, get behind everybody, right? Yeah. What happened at Covenant was when the shooter went into the Covenant school and shot their gun, the gunpowder residue set off the fire alarms, the kids did exactly what they were supposed to, and the first three children that were shot walked right out in front of the the, uh, shooter, Mm -hmm. because they did what they were told. So we're looking at that on how can we make that more efficient in today's environment. And so we're trying to figure that out. Uh, there's all kinds of bills to be loan. I'll, I'll give you updates as they start to pass. Uh, and some of them are the bills that we call the common sense bills. We actually have to pass a bill. There's a bill that's being run right now, folks, that says you could be held criminally liable if you put your children in the custody and care of, uh, care of a sex offender. Duh. <laughs> right? Like, isn't that one of the questions you ask when you're interviewing someone to babysit your kids? You know, hey, have you done this before? Who, who are your references? And by the way, aren't you, are, are you on the sex offender registry? <laughs> right? I mean, some of these bills we passed were
3: like, what? But I'm sure... But I, it's happening. I, I know. It's it, happening. You know. Some so. of
0: us aren't real smart, but most of us are masters of the obvious. <laughs> <laughs> you know? yeah.
1: Thank you, Captain Obvious. All of this comes back to that great line from Our Town by Thornton Wilder, and I think of this all the time. Whenever you come near the human race there are layers and layers of nonsense
3: <laughs> and she can quote our town in her sleep <laughs> i love
2: that and then we had uh as you realize you notice i haven't been really bringing up our tennessee three much yeah because everybody's everybody's been behaving themselves and just when you had
3: a snow break and just following the rules
2: and following the rules and then last night, yesterday on the House floor, we had an issue. Um, and to some people, it may not be an issue. But to me, it is an issue. Um, Justin Jones was leading the prayer and pledge. Uh, he had a lady come from the Choctaw, Choctaw Nation to give a prayer over the General Assembly in their native tongue. And Greg Vidal is a state representative from uh, Knoxville. Is that right? Knoxville. I think Knoxville. And he, uh, he, he speaks Choctaw. He's Native American himself and he translated and he said it was probably one of the best prayers he's ever heard just right. about just about unity and coming together and doing good for the people of Tennessee it was he said it was a really great prayer the preamble to the prayer by Justin Jones not so much and it, and then when it was time to lead the prayer you know you stand at the microphone you say salute pledge right and then you say the pledge of allegiance and Justin Jones declined to mm. say the pledge I'm sure there's a few countries that would like to take him. Now, <laughs> now, but here's the thing, right? I know it, right? He's he's poking the bears. He's trying to get a response because there's been no response to anything. It's been quiet, right? Yeah. The protesters are waning. They're going away. There's nothing to do. And so he's trying to poke the bear. Now, the best thing the bear can do, as Delk would say, is leave it alone.
1: Yeah. Stay poke.
2: Leave it alone, right? <laughs> and we did. Hey, you know what? If you're not going to say the pledge... You have to answer to your constituents. I don't have to answer to your constituents. He does, and then they they then one of our one of our leaders poked at him in the press, and now there's a big brouhaha going on. So I'm looking forward on Monday when I drive the Nashville Delk, listening to three dudes interview. When you get Mister York's take on this, uh, and I think Mister York was a veteran, wasn't he?
6: Yeah.
2: You know, uh, Scott, i
6: – i
0: Mister York won't back down.
6: Yeah, I noted, though, that what I was particularly interested in, what Sheila talked about this morning, when she said that Murray County did not fly the American flag above the courthouse from 1860 to 1917. It took them that long to get over the Civil War and, again, fly the American flag over the Murray County courthouse. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I mean, listen in on three dudes. Uh, if uh, Please listen in Monday morning at 8 o'clock. We'll be talking about it. but. You know, in a country where a sitting president causes the Department of Justice to indict his opposition, uh, I'm beginning to wonder, you know i'm I'm a lot more
2: loyal to Tennessee than I am to the yeah. United States yes. these days. It's, it's almost one of those things, Doug, where now we say the word Republic with a question mark behind it. yeah,
6: tune in monday,
2: we'll 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 yell and scream about it. are we going <laughs> are, are, uh, are we uh, are we going to be able to hold together the republic? Well that I mean, yeah. So that's, but that's, uh, Well yeah. you know, and,
0: and you make a good point because I make great points.
2: Yeah, but <laughs> but but the thing about it is
0: is that what's happened is that and Delk has alluded to this before, when you lose faith in your elections, yeah. you've got a real problem. Mm-hmm. But compound that by now perception lo- is reality. Truth. Yeah. But but in, in, in elections but and Del- layer on top of that we're now starting to lose faith in our judicial system folks that's not a good
2: spiral to be on because no. that's a downward spiral well they talked about they gave us the republic if we can keep it
1: yes as yes, Franklin right. said that one yeah. we
2: can keep it yeah. and and, keep and, it. and we are we are fighting right now to keep it so yeah buckle up it's going to be a bumpy ride in the general assembly this year yeah but it'll um, be fun it won't be boring. Well, well, how it won't forward? be as exciting as three dudes in a view, though. <laughs> Monday, Monday through Thursday at 8 a.m.
3: Well, are y'all, uh, for programming notes, are y'all going to carry any of the ball games? Are there any ball games that the station's carrying this weekend? There's or? a ton of them, and I don't have the list. So. Well, okay. I'll
0: sit here and tell you that Tennessee ventures into Kentucky yeah. on Saturday night, and that game, I believe, is at 6.30 yeah. or 7.30, Scott, one of the other. 8.30. Yeah, that ought to be. Well, no, 8.30. That's Eastern time, so it's 7.30. So it's 7.30. Yes. So Number 5 versus number 10. And that'll be our sister station, WKRM FM 103.7. Provided Columbia Central High School is not playing, because that will override the UT broadcast if that that happens. So, folks, I hear the music, which tells us (laughs) that we've got to end it. We appreciate everybody being with us. And as always, I promise you, next week, we'll be back with Inside... Middle Tennessee.
1: Happy trails to you. I keep smiling, under. Who cares
2: about the clouds if we're together? Just sing a song
5: and bring the sunny way.